So I really, really love this movie. And I know what you're thinking. Don't judge me. I know what you're thinking, especially you guys. I know it's a musical, right? And you know where I'm going with this. When my wife asked me to go to the movies and watch a musical, my first thought is, unless the Bourne trilogy has been made into a musical, I'm really not interested but I will say this movie is great. And what's also cool is the soundtrack to this movie is amazing. So if you've been driving around the triad this week, and if you have heard the faint sound of the song, This Is Me, anywhere in the triad, that was probably me pulled up next to you, although she's got a much better beard than I do. Um, that is one heck of a song and a great movie. And, uh, and what I love about this movie is the theme of this movie is that things are not always as they seem. Things are not always as they seem. So just kind of track with me here just for a second. Have you ever known somebody and you got to know them initially and you made a snap judgment about the kind of person that they were only to find out about a month later after you really got to know them, they were nothing like your initial first impression. Can anybody resonate with that? Did anybody marry that person? <laughs> right? It's like, man, I thought you were this way, but then when I got to know you, I, re I realized you were really, really different than that. For some of us, it's situations, right? And for some of us, situations are not always as they seem. Some of us think, well, if things are going good in my life, then I'm doing God's will. And if things are not going good in my life, then I'm not doing God's will. Has anybody ever thought, that crazy stuff before I have. I'm like, wow, okay, I've got some peace. I think things seem to be humming along pretty good. Hey, I must be right smack in the middle of what God wants me to be doing with my life. And then I've thought, Lord, what is happening to my life? It feels like a dumpster fire right now. What is going on? And only to think that, have I done something wrong? Am I out of God's will? Only to recognize, no, 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 no. Painful times are part of this walk with Christ as well. So things are not always as they seem with people and with situations. So here's what we're going to do with The Greatest Showman, because I, I feel like there's two main themes that we're going to talk about in our time together. Number one, <clears throat> the first theme I want to talk about is the kind of people that God chooses to use in this world. Okay. Have you ever sat down and thought at any point in your life going, who are the kind of people that God is looking for to use in this world? If you've ever thought that, we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. The other thing that I'm excited about talking about, because all of us have felt this before, is how do you recover from a failure? You're going to fail in life. I'm going to fail in life. We're going to fail, you know, that we're going to fail in ways where we thought something was going to happen or it was going to work out or we thought the job, the relationship, something, and it's going to fail on us. And we need to know how to recover from a failure. And I think God has a lot to say about that. So as we get into like, who are the kind of people that God looks to use in this world? As we go in that direction, check out this clip from the movie, The Greatest Showman. You know what I love what P.T. Barnum did in that, in that scene? Wasn't that, wasn't that so cool? What I love what he did in that scene is he gave people a gift, right? He gave people the gift, and maybe you've been given this at some point in your life, where he gave people the gift of belief. Has anybody ever given you the gift of belief before? 
I mean, we, when you go back to the movie and you look at the clip, you look at when all the circus people kind of uh, came out into the streets and all the normal people went, <gasps> like, who are these people, right? What was so cool about what he did was what everybody considered a problem, he saw potential. When everybody considered to be a problem, who everybody considered to be a problem, he saw uniqueness. What everybody considered to be a problem, he showed empathy. What everybody considered a problem, he chose to believe in them. And then they began to believe in themselves. I want you to think about this in your life. Have you ever genuinely had somebody that believe in you? And they, I, I, I'm not talking about, yeah, I know my, you know. No, I'm, I'm talking about somebody genuinely believed in you and they told you. I believe in you. You can do this. You've got this. It is life-changing. And I can imagine some of us watching online or some of us even in this room, you felt the other side of this. You felt, yeah, the person who said they were supposed to believe in me didn't. And I've kind of been running at a deficit all of my life because I feel like they should have said that to me and they should have validated me and they should have helped me in some way and told me this, but they never did. I want to challenge you that we change when people believe in us. And parents, you know this more than anything else as you're raising your kids and grandkids, all of this. It's powerful to say, I believe in you because what, what, what happens is this, and you're going to be doing new things all of your life and transitioning into new jobs and new places and all, and all kinds of things. But here's what happens is when somebody says, I believe in you. Here's, here's what they're saying. They're taking their confidence and putting it on you. And you are borrowing their confidence to step into the unknown of a place or, or something that you've never done. And you can do this because other people have told you, you can do this. I believe in you. We all need that in our life. We all need somebody to come around us when we're trying something for the first time and our confidence is shaky and we don't think we can do it and we're nervous and how is this going to go over? And we need somebody to come along and say, I believe in you. You can do this. Are you an overbeliever? And do you communicate this to people in your life? You can be the voice of belief in people in your circle of friends and in your community or wherever you live, and God can use you to change people's lives because it changed theirs. And what I also love about what P.T. Barnum did in this movie is he created space for these people to feel like they belong. Do you, do you know how you create space for people to feel like they belong? You accept people. Because people, we're all acceptance magnets. And we go where we're accepted. And we stay away from places where we're not accepted. And we're, we gravitate toward places that like us and accept us and say nice things. And we don't go to places that don't feel like they're as accepting and God can use you to accept people as they are, and it'll change their life. But P.T. Barnum wasn't the originator of this gift of belief. God is. And the Apostle Paul writes in the first, uh, first, his first book to the church in Corinth. I've actually been there before. It's a beautiful city in Greece. But in this day and time, it was a pretty a corrupt city. 
And people had all different kinds of crazy lifestyles. And he's writing to this house church there that meets in Corinth, the Apostle Paul. And he says, brothers and sisters, think of you when you were called. Okay? He's, he's, one, he's reminding them, think about you when Jesus called you to follow him. Okay? Think of <laughs> what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Like, no, nobody really walked around and said, wow, they make really good grades. They're really smart. Nope, didn't happen. Right? He says, not many of you were influential. And not many of you were of noble birth. In other words, before Christ, you really weren't that, you know, you weren't all that. And then, all right, so pay attention to what the scripture says because these are the kind of people that God uses. Then, but God, everything changes, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. What? God would choose foolish, what? Yeah. Why does he do that? So when he gives them his wisdom, and they go off in the world and use his wisdom, the wise go, how do they know that? They're unschooled, ordinary people because it's the wisdom of God. He says, God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the weak things of the world. If you ever felt weak, guess what? You're in great company because you're the kind of person that God chooses to use because he knows you're weak. He knows I'm weak. And when we do something in his name and in his power, he gets the credit because we know we didn't do that on our I know me, and I think I know you, and we all love each other, but come on. We're weak in our own strength. And God says, and I'm going to get the credit because I'm going to do something powerful through you even though you're weak. And then he goes on to say, God shows the lowly things of this world. What? lowly things. Why? Because there's power in humility. There's power in humility. And then he goes on to say, he doesn't stop there. He's like, no, I'm just, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to kick it down. He goes, and God shows the despised things and the things that are not to nullify, cancel out, or void the things that are so that nobody may boast before God. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus. Who are the people that God chooses to use? Foolish, Weak, lowly, despised. Those are the people that God chooses to use. Why? Because when he uses them, they will know it was of God. They'll know. So if you ever felt that way, hey, th this is, I hope this is comforting for you because, oh, and by the way, if God ever kind of taps on your shoulder or taps on your heart and says, hey, I want you to do this. You saying I'm too afraid or I'm too weak to do it is not a valid excuse. Guess why? Because he already knows. And we're not telling him anything he doesn't already know. God chooses people just like us and uses them in the world, even though we're foolish, even though we're weak, even though we are lowly and despised, just like the people in the movie. These are misfits. These are outcasts. And somehow they provide this incredible entertainment to the people that would go, <gasps> but I want to take a hard right turn. <clears throat> and the hard right turn is I want to talk about how God uses failure in our life. And to, to go back to the movie, something you may not know, and you can find this on YouTube, but when they were pitching the greatest showman to all of the Fox executives and the producers and actors and people that were singing in the movie, they invited everybody to New York City for the day to do this. 
And the director of the movie, what he did not know is that Hugh Jackman, the main dude in the movie, had a, a, a place, a skin cancer place somewhere in his nose. And he had to have 80 stitches in his nose before the meeting of all these executives and important people coming in to pitch the movie. And they did not know that. And the, and, and the director reached out and said, Hugh, we're going to need you to show up sing, all this kind of stuff. He's like, you're not going to believe this, but I just had surgery and I can't sing. And he's like, dude, you can't tell anybody else coming to New York City this because they won't come and we won't be able to pitch the movie. So the following day, everybody showed up from all over the country and they go through every song on the soundtrack that's in this movie. And what they decided to do was that Hugh would stand, in, stand right next to the guy who was going to be the stand-in for the day that would sing all of the songs that, that eventually Hugh would sing in the movie. And so he was up there and he said, I'm just going to be there. I'm going to act like I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm buying in. I know the words, I'm just, but, I, but I can't sing because the doctor said I couldn't do it. Well, you get to the, they get to the very last song of the day. And I'm sure it had, it had been frustrating to him, but this song starts, which you're getting ready to see in the movie, this song starts and he could not control himself any longer, you can actually go find this on YouTube, he begins to just belt out the song with everything he's got, and it was a transcendent moment that happened with all of the cast and all of the crew. It's powerful. Check out this clip. So I think things are not always as they seem. What feels like a failure can actually be the beginning process of a new start. When I think about times in my life where I've hit failure and I think about times in your life where you probably will too, it'll most likely be from an unwise choice that we make. We crossed a boundary, we violated wisdom, uh, we, didn't, we didn't choose well and, we'll and we could pay the consequences of that. For others of us, we, we hurt the people closest to us. This is what failure feels like for a lot of us. It's like, how did this happen? And all of a sudden, the people that we say we love the most are the people that feel hurt the most by us. And for other times in my life, I've felt this, and I think where you may feel it too at some point is when you feel like you violated your purpose and you're working against what you feel like your life exists for. And in those moments when that happens, here's what we feel. We feel pain. And I want to encourage you, before you medicate, that pain in any way, form, or fashion. I want to challenge you to pay attention to it. Pay attention to the pain that you feel throughout your life because it's your body, it's your mind, it's your heart. Could be God telling you something. Pain is whispering at us in those moments and is saying, hey, pay, pay attention to this. Pay, pay attention to this. And I mean, think, think about if your body did not experience pain you would slam your hand in the door and wouldn't even know it, right? Your pain is the warning sign that, hey, hey, pay, I need to pay attention. I need to pay attention. And here's what I love about this movie, and here's what I know about God and how he works, and here's how I've personally experienced him in my life, is that failure leads. It can lead to a from now on moment just like it led him to. And the failures that you will experience in your life and they're going to be small, they're going to be great, whatever the case may be, but they're going to be all over the place. 
Those failures are great moments for you to experience a from now on, I'm going to learn from that. From now on, when I get in that situation again, what do I need to be remembering? From now on, when I, when I have an interchange with him, what are the things I need to be thinking? From now on, when I speak with her, what do I need to do? From now on, as I move forward in my career and my vocation, what do I need to be remembering? From now on, as I interact with my family, what do I need to be thinking about? From now on, in terms of my friendships and how I'm treating my friends, what do I need to be thinking about? Those from now on moments change our history. And here's the beautiful thing about them is we can't often change our destination overnight, but we can change our direction. And all it takes is a from now on, I need a boundary. From now on, when I get in that situation again, I need to do this. From now on, I know me and, 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 and I know what I struggle with and I know what my strength, you know, I need to be careful about from now on. Where in your life do you sense God saying, I want you to do a from now on decision in this area of your life? Where do you sense that? Where's a sense of pain, a sense of confusion, a sense of, this is just off a little bit in my life and I don't know how to get it right. But you kind of sense something's off in your life in that area and it's God saying to you, this is a perfect opportunity for you to go, could this be a from now on decision that I need to make right now? I have been, I, I have been, I have crossed this boundary too much. I have let myself, I, I have not stood up. To, I have done this. I am not taking my faith seriously. I'm not, I, from now on, things are going to change. And if you're struggling with a, what a from now on statement could be for you, I just want to read a few that I wrote down this week, and you can copy these if you want. And if one of these resonates with you, use it. But here's a from now on statement that I think is, is usable. From now on, in conflict, I will be assertive instead of passive or aggressive. From now on in my family, I will be fully present instead of distracted or attention seeking. From now on in confrontation, I will listen instead of ignoring or defending. From now on in expectations, I will be realistic instead of pessimistic or unrealistic. And from now on in my attitude, I will be curious instead of detached or judgmental. Guys, I'm, I'll be 47 this week, can't believe that. But as I look back on my life, I have seen God say, Eric, it's time for a from now on moment here. All right, it's time for a from now on moment here. All right, it's time for a from now on moment here. And now it's time for a from now on moment here. And God has a way of just bringing us to him in such a way and saying, this area of pain, this area of confusion, what you're feeling here, it's a warning sign. And it's telling you it's time for a from now on decision. For some of you, that's following Jesus. For some of you, it's taking care of your family. For some of you, it's an adjustment of priorities. I don't know where this is gonna land for you, but I wanna challenge you. Create that from now on statement that you feel that God is just kinda 
in your heart right now going, I think that's where this needs to be. And when you feel safe to share this with somebody that you trust, I want you to share this with somebody else and let them hear the commitment that you're making because you're gonna need help, you're gonna need support. You're gonna, all right, when I get in this situation again, I've already said from now on I wanna do this, but I need you to help me. Like, can you be there? Can I call you when I feel myself in that situation again? Because you're gonna need God's help, you're gonna need your friend's help, and your family. What is that decision for you? And how could your life be different from now on? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for my friends that are watching online, that are with me here at our Kernersville location. Lord, you, you know that a lot of us in this room need a from now on decision right now. And if we're honest, we know the area of our life that we need it in. So God, I pray that you would gently nudge us by your Holy Spirit and, it, and help us to identify where that from now on decision needs to be because that pain is telling us something and we need to change. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.